Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. The annual Business Integrity Awards are in November on Wednesday the 6th. The nominations and submissions are underway now and later will focus on the new Spark Awards that recognize young entrepreneurs and new businesses. Companies of any size need employees who are motivated and able to cope with the pressures of today's fast-paced business cycle. Her company is Elevate Seminars and Strategic Development, Inc., but she is known as the Resiliency Ninja. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the show, Alison Graham. Alison, welcome to Ask BBB. Well, thank you for having me back. It's great to be back in the studio with both of you. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, This morning, we want to look at at things from two different perspectives, from a company or business owner's perspective, and later the benefits to each individual. So why do companies and business owners engage with you? Well, I think the the real issue that they would identify is that they're really stressed out people in the workforce right now. And there's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of expectation to do too much with too little time with too few resources. And that's our reality. So when you have a workforce that is caught up in what I call the vortex of stress, when they learn the skills of mastering everyday resilience, we can actually lower the unnecessary and unhealthy stress, embrace the good stress, and have people look at change with a more optimistic perspective. And we know our industries, industries across the border are facing so much change right now. And so that's where they bring me in. And I shift how they think about stress and obstacles and adversity and really am making a big difference. It's, it's, I've been loving the work I've been doing. So when you're engaged by the corporation or small businesses, what what do they hope at the end of the sessions that they will have accomplished? I think uh, I'm not exactly sure what they hope for, but I can tell you some of my favorite stories that have happened. And I think this is what people are hoping for as a whole. Uh, One of my clients said, the week after you spoke, one of my senior managers walked into my office and said, hey, so I heard that speaker and I think I complained too much. And I think I may be the problem with our team dynamics. And he said when his jaw got off the ground, he said, well, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, I'm reading that girl's book and I'm going to use her formula and I'm committed to showing up better for the team and for the company. So we need to ask you about the book Mm -hmm. and we'll do that before this program is over and make sure that uh, people listening know what the titles of those books uh, are. But but you offer a number of different uh, presentations and, and things like keynote speeches and so on. What Just to tell us what companies can engage you to do. Sure. What I've found is that I can impact and make the, the greatest impact when I'm on a stage talking to lots of people at the same time. And so whether that's a conference that needs a keynote for to kick off or close their conference, uh, that works. Sometimes companies are bringing me in as a client appreciation event. So where they want to uh, bring, like we've had local companies here, even Libro, I did that for them, where they wanted to serve their their small business clients and they brought me in as their their head keynote. And there's that. Sometimes we go deeper and they bring me in as a workshop or as an ongoing, let me work with some of your leaders. So it is, the, the content shifts are, 
and is customized to the industry, to the company. And how I deliver is generally through the spoken word in some way uh, to get to, to make that shift for them. So companies grow and mature just like individuals and may have different needs um, at different times. So you've mentioned the different programs and occasions. What's the process to match your message to the company's needs? Well, I always do interviews before I go on and, and speak with any organization. What I've found, though, is that when we're talking about everyday resilience in the workplace, dealing with stress, navigating change, healing from adversity, that is the human condition. So what needs to be tweaked is maybe we have different stories. We have different examples. We have different challenges and obstacles that your team or your industry, if it's an association, are facing. So I'll always shift those so I'm using really relevant ideas from that would resonate with the audience. The actual frameworks that I've created to to actually master everyday resilience, those don't shift. Those are you know, fundamental formulas that will have people thinking about stress differently and the obstacles they see differently, and then they apply it in their own framework, where, wherever it is that they're they're working. One of the presentations you do is is how to handle a sales slump, and if there's something any company of any size is going to encounter, it'll be a, a sales slump. So how do you how do you help companies and individuals cope with that? slump? Well, one of the things we do when we're in a slump, it's very natural to get very down (laughs) and discouraged. And then we go into that vortex of, you know, the stress or catastrophizing, dramatizing, oh, nothing's working, making big, exaggerated claims about the sales slump when in actual fact, we're just in a slump. And one of my fundamental principles is choose better words, create better solutions. And so what we do is we'll actually look at what is your attitude around this? How are you approaching it? How are you catastrophizing it? And let's shift that. Use better words. Look at this for what it really truly is. Just a slump that is part of probably your overall sales cycle. And then let's get back to the basics of what works. You know, so often businesses are looking to do the marketing, which I think marketing is incredibly important. Getting it out on social media, doing your media interviews, doing the, you know, the video of the week, whatever the case may be. I believe that you still need to have the solid relationships and you have to pick up the phone and call our clients and do the legwork back to the basics to help you get through that sales slump. So you're not talking about sales techniques. You assume that the companies and the people within the company know what those techniques are. You're working on their attitudes. Absolutely. And in fairness, I mean, I've been doing professional speaking since 2006. And my original content was around business development, around networking and getting to the table and creating those profitable relationships, which is still something that I will go in and do for a company if it's required. My focus right now is really my mission is about helping people become more resilient and shift how they're showing up for the challenges in their life. And I think having that professional network that is solid, having the prospects who you can pick up the phone and call in a sales slump is part of your resiliency puzzle. 
It's the last part in the resiliency ninja formula, which is the resourcefulness and who's in your army of allies. Our guest this morning is Allison Graham, who is the president of Elevate Seminars and Strategic Development. We'll return in a moment to get personal. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. And with us on Ask BBB this morning is Allison Graham, president of Elevate Seminars and Strategic Development, Inc. We've been talking about why and how businesses engage the resiliency ninja. But there may be individuals who just want or need some strategies to cope with the stress that comes with day-to-day living. Allison, what are some of the issues individuals talk to you about today? Oh, they uh, they can go deep quickly. <laughs> I love getting a lineup after I speak at a conference. And I remember there was a fellow, uh, mid-50s, he came up to me and he was crying about 20 minutes after my keynote. And that maybe at first glance mm. you think is not a good <laughs> good sign. And he said to me, he said, Allison, he said, I get it. He said, you drew out your formula, your stress obstacles, adversity for the continuum of challenges. And he said, my family has struggled so much. We have a son who's on the spectrum uh, with the autism disorder. Yep. And I realized that our family has been trying to change the adversity when what we really need to do is focus on what are the obstacles that come from it. So I've just gotten off the phone with my wife. Uh, We're going to look through your book. We're going to practice the formulas that you've shared for us. And that's going to make a big difference in our family. And I think that that, once you see something like that, you can't unsee it. And that's the kind of impact I'm really feeling very blessed to be making in people's lives. Now, we, we talked in the first segment, and you mentioned your book, so and that formula is in the book. So maybe you want to just uh, review the title. Do of the a book. little plug for the book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's there you uh, called Married My Mom, Birth a Dog How to Be Resilient When Life Sucks. And sometimes the title, people go, huh? What, what does that mean? They get a chuckle. Please don't let it throw you off. It will absolutely make sense when you read the book or when you hear me speak. It really is jammed with content on how to be resilient. Because when I went searching for answers, when I had a surgery and chronic pain that I at the time couldn't handle, I went, my doctor said, either reevaluate your expectations for your life or you're going to have to master resilience when I said no way. And they, uh, I couldn't find answers. I couldn't find an answer. And so I had to go through research and stories and find an answer. And that's what that book is there for, is to help people who are going through difficult times in their life and need some need to know what to do next. Can you just summarize the formula then that you uh, have devised sure. that, is, that is outlined in, in the book? Yes, it starts with self-awareness because often we don't even know what our patterns are. And so there's a whole bunch that goes with that. Then it's your strength, which your mental strength. So your internal messenger of BS, which often creates stories that aren't, uh, aren't accurate. And then your emotional strength. How can you feel the worst emotions so you can celebrate the best emotions in life? And then physically, how not from a working out perspective, that's definitely not my expertise, but from a what makes me feel better? What do I need to do to serve myself? So the second piece is that strength, which covers those three elements, and then your resourcefulness. How do we get creative with the obstacles you face? 
Because the obstacles, when we don't add misplaced emotion and negative story to our obstacles, we are able to be more innovative on how we're going to deal with them. And we actually create a less stressful life. Because obstacles do not need to cause unnecessary stress. Now, talk a bit more about obstacles. And you mentioned that we identify the things that we run into differently. And if we see them as obstacles, then it's a different way to cope with it. But what do we generally uh, categorize those things as? Everything gets bucketed as stress. Okay. And when we call everything stress, like, so I'll say, hey, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm so busy or I'm oh so stressed. Then we can't really find a solution to stress. Like it's a very ambiguous term. When I, so I encourage people choose another word. Are you overwhelmed? Great. Here's a way that you can limit your level of overwhelm. Are you frustrated? Very, you know, reasonable emotion. So when we look at things, we take out the misplaced emotion. We take out the uh, negative story around our obstacles. Then we can just deal with the obstacles as things that just happen. You know, the best example is <laughs> you're, you're laughing. Well, yeah, things just happen. And, and accepting the fact that life continues to happen is, is not that easy. It isn't. And when you can do it, you can live a much more fulfilled, less stressful life. Just to pursue one other thing, you said negative stories. Mm -hmm. Is that a natural thing? Do we do that? Uh, are we always negatively critical of ourselves? Is that? Uh... I believe yes, it is. And yes, it's natural, and it's gotten out of hand. I think it's much worse than it used to be, and social media is definitely contributing to that comparison, judgment, and that judgment often goes inward, right? And then we are. You know, there are just so many different elements that contribute to this. And I know we're trying to get so much content in on such a, a short radio show. It's just enough to say to people that there is a way that if you're living an overwhelmed life, if you are living in a state of constant and unhealthy stress, there are tools available to you to shift that and live from a more optimistically joyful place, which is what I really want to do for people is to help them see that it's possible and give them the tools so they can live it. And when you live that, you can do it at work. You show up better for work. You're more pro uh, productive. You're more profitable. And you're going to show up better for your family. You're going to show up better for your friends. And you're going to, most importantly, show up better for yourself. Now, you said you can't do it all in a, a short, short broadcast here, but there are a number of ways to access some of the things that you've talked about. You do a blog uh, on a regular basis. Can I do. And I actually have the Resiliency Ninja podcast, which is free to download. You can just put my name or write Resiliency Ninja into any of your favorite podcast players. It's out there on iTunes. So that's available. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So please come and connect with me there and follow also on Twitter. And uh, on my website has a, a blog as well with lots of free content and insights. And where can we find your book? Anywhere you want to buy it. So you'll have to order it online or go into Chapters Indigo and they'll they'll get you a copy. I don't know if they, they don't always have it on the shelves, but it is definitely available. It's always great to talk to you, Allison. Love our chats. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being part of Ask BBB.
Allison Graham is the Resiliency Ninja, and she's the president of Elevate Seminars and Strategic Development, Inc., an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When you search the BBB directory under Business Consultant, you'll find her. And from there, you can link to the website and all the other uh, sources that uh, she's just mentioned. Thanks again. We'll return in a moment to spark your interest in the Business Integrity Awards. Welcome back once more to Ask BBB, the weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau to provide useful information for consumers as we profile accredited businesses. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I know the summer has just officially begun. The summer solstice was at 11.54 a.m. yesterday, Friday, June 21st. So most people aren't thinking too much about November. But November's coming up a lot in the BBB offices, Linda. And that's because some of the preparations and entries for the annual Better Business Bureau Business Integrity Awards are underway. The Business Integrity Awards will be on November the 6th, 2019 at the Doubletree by Hilton. So so what's happening now? The nominations have been received for the Integrity Awards and the nominees have now until August 19th to make their official submissions. And this year, besides the Integrity Awards, there's a new award being made. We announced the Spark Award earlier this year when nominations were opened for the Integrity Awards. Okay, so what is the Spark Award, Linda, and and why was it introduced? We know there are a lot of young business people out there who are helping make our communities better. The Spark Award will recognize a young entrepreneur, age 35 or younger, whose business is less than three years old. So besides the age factor, what are we looking for? The Spark Award will be looking for a high level of character, will generate a culture that is authentic about its mission, and will have a consideration of social impact built into their business model so they support the community. Well, since this is a new award, let's look a little closer at some of those elements that you've just described. What what do we mean when we talk about high level of character. Leaders must be teachable and open to growing with ideas. The journey to wisdom does not have a path, but many paths to be explored when a person desires to exhibit strong ethics. Leaders habitually seek the truth, are open to criticism, and know that their own personal development is never complete. Ethical maturity cultivates an environment that promotes higher standards of better business practices and a mutual understanding that each employee has control over their own character. When you look at a new business, why is culture important? Purposeful teams have clear visions while being honest and transparent with their members. Beneficial workplace cultures help teams work towards their goal and establish guidelines that hold each member, including leadership, accountable while praising valuable team members. As a result, successful teams are able to create structures, adopt to change, and continually encourage opportunities for all staff members. Progressive cultures set ethical ways for a business to problem-solve, resolve conflict, and inspire evolution. Community is also one of the criteria, Linda. We know that community is important to the Better Business Bureau as a mission to create a business community where there's an ethical marketplace built on trust. But what are we looking for as, a, uh, as far as Spark Award is concerned? The independent judges will review the submissions and look for admirable entrepreneurial organizations that show appreciation for their communities by enthusiastically giving back. 
Businesses should eagerly support their communities by contributing to their industry, membership standards organizations, and encouraging an ethical marketplace. Community-inspired businesses help their environment, stakeholders, and community membership by reinvesting and volunteering. So where are things now? The Spark Award is open for nominations. Um, All nominations have until August 19th to submit their entries for judging by those independent panel of judges. And besides this new Spark Award, uh, there's a new category in the Business Integrity Awards too, eh? Yes, Jim. There's three categories this year. We used to only have two. For the awards, and in all cases, customers could have nominated uh, businesses. Uh, They could be nominated by other businesses, such as suppliers or service companies, or by employees. The three categories this year are businesses, 10 or fewer employees, businesses 11 to 50 employees, and businesses with 50-plus employees. And listeners can find all that information on the BBB website. Well, Linda, that's all the time that we uh, have for Ask BBB this morning. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.